We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. On Sky Sports Radio, time to review the weekend's racing with our stable of experts. Effortless win. How cosy with that? Oh, he's best yet. Who impressed? Who didn't? Horses to follow. When it's over. And your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Hasn't he bounced back with a bang here? All the things that I used to say. All the words that got in the way. All the things that I used to know have gone out the window. Yes, uh, good morning and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this Monday the 13th. I hope everyone had a, a good weekend. It was a weekend full of surprises. There are plenty of shorties across the country and a lot of them got rolled. Not only in the footy, but uh, also there on the races on Saturday. And today, the show, 13.53.53. If you've got any questions uh, for our panel on particular weekend runs and the opinions of Ron Doversy, Glenn Munsey and also uh, Dean Lester, then get involved with the show. We'll be here until... 10 o'clock and then we'll be looking at our New South Wales races. We'll then jump into harness and greyhound action uh, and discuss uh, what's happening in the world especially of harness racing in that half an hour from 10.30 to 11 and then our Monday's experts chat today we're going to chat with Rod Northam from Scone find out a little bit of uh, the story behind the name. He's got a really good story Rod and he's been all over the world but in the meantime we're going to introduce our panel as always. Duff good morning to you mate yeah, good morning, Dave, and uh, what a terrific uh, meeting at Kembla Grange on Saturday. Track played beautifully, good horses, good racing, and some obviously some fine prospects there as well. Certainly was the case, Dean Lester. Uh, first group one down there in Melbourne and incentivised, which we're no doubt going to talk about this morning. Uh, how was your weekend on the punt, Dean? Uh, a bit character building, Dave, to be honest, with the uh, short price favourites going under in Melbourne, but uh, uh, certainly incentivised, uh, put his stamp on the... Uh, the spring it'll be interesting tomorrow the weights come out he's now one at weight for age did he uh go from being a horse that was going to be very well weighted in the cups to maybe facing a challenge it'll be interesting to see what craig carpenter does and glenn munsey joins us as well glenn uh i think duff hit it on the head uh that kembla track played outstanding on saturday and we saw some good racing good morning to you yeah morning dave morning ronnie morning dino that's a great uh it's a great line isn't it uh, dean character building uh in other words um you know those people that tumbled into the shorties on saturday thinking they're um that they'd be just a little bit of a gift i like when people say yes i'm going to put the dollar 60 chance into my multis for value still a dollar uh, 60 yeah that that's why uh, that's why tab moves to bigger buildings all the time um yes. just to you know fit it all in but uh you know uh, kembla uh, very, very big difference. Of course, the first meeting we had at Kembla back on the 14th of August, everyone told us the track was too hard. It was a vastly different track there on Saturday. In fact, you know, you had similar horses running one second slower than they ran in in the same races back on that 14th of August. So Dave Anderson had poured the water into it, and I think it played perfect. And I, I really think Kembla's played perfect every week we've been there. Mm. It does. Before we get into our first caller, and by the way, I'm going to open those lines up straight away. We're talking about good horses here. A lot of us are obviously in lockdown, so if you've got a question for our panel, you may as well call straight away. We'll open them up. Um, would you guys feel comfortable if the Golden Rose was at Kembla? Duff? Uh, no problem. No problem. Yep. But I think it'll be at Ramwick, but uh, I've got no issue if it if it is, or who knows, if they lighten restrictions at yeah, uh, there's talk of it. Might it's still going to be at Rose Hill? Okay, uh, Dino Munns, co- a comment there in regards to you mean you're comfortable if if we if we had to, and that was the the government decision, you'd still be having a punt in the Golden Rose. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Australian not to Dave, but exactly. Uh, you know, I, I think people are getting used to being at Kembla. You know, at this stage, our metropolitan meetings on a Saturday are being run at Randwick and Kembla. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. No, it's just because we've had discussions in the before about, you know, why these races aren't shifted around. I know it's obviously uh, in non-COVID times because of the ATC and uh, they can run their races. But in terms of punter confidence, uh, the three of you have uh, been around the game a long time and punters listening, you've got no, um, uh, what's the word? You've got no hesitation now having a having a, a genuine flutter at Kembla Grange, the way it's been playing and, and the way these races have gone. No, the good horses are winning. Yeah, um, and uh, there've been good contests. The track has been good, 
So yeah, I've got, I've got no issue with it. The right, it's not as if it's throwing up funny results or bias or, or anything like that. So I, yeah, mm. I'm, I'm all for it. It's done a good, it's done, it's serving a really good purpose. Exactly right, and I think Dave Anderson needs a, a good pat on the back down there, and all that track team at Kembla Grange because when this curveball was thrown to them. Uh, if it hadn't have gone to plan, uh, the pitchforks would have been out. Everyone would have been wanting to be on the attack and blame the track and blame Kembler, etc. But they've really stepped up to the mark. I know Mother Nature's helped as well, which always goes a long way when it comes to preparing these tracks. But I think, um, yeah, they, they need a big, uh, big rap, those boys and girls. Our first caller on the line, boys, uh, it is Mark. G'day, Mark. G'day, Dave. G'day, boys. Um, I want to be a little bit controversial if I can this morning, Dave. It's about Entrevue who won the, the, the Chiraco. Yep, Entrevue. is we're talking about him trying, going to get a run in the invitation. But what about the Everest? Like, like seriously, if her run on Saturday, if it wasn't a barrier trial to show people how good she really is, and we, we, we sort of talk about the Everest that's such a great race, and uh, but, yeah, we want it to be a group one and whatever, sure, the invitation is very tempting because it's for a mess. But her win on Saturday, she was sitting at the 600 metres, she was six lengths behind the leader, and they've come home in 34. Um, and as James McDonald said, well, she'll be better when she gets a bit of a give, so if it happens a bit of rain, why can't somebody like James Harrod or somebody give it ring to James and say, well, after the gold pendant, um, are you seriously want to you know, not try to give her a go at the Everest? And I'm also looking at the point that this time last year, everybody was spooking Hawkbury on. Right, it won the Chiraco, ran the um, the the Golden Pennant, and then run into the Everest. And I think she's a better filly than Humperella. I'm sorry, but I think she is, and and I think yeah, you know, I think she should be given a chance to to maybe look at the Everest because we are promoting this as the best race, one of the best races in the carnival. Who wants to chime in? Uh, no, no, no issue. She's a good mare, and she's got a good mare's record, and she did run time on Saturday. But she she broke one ten. That's more than. What Animo and uh, the other 1200 metre race on the day did, and uh, but I did hear, I think it was Ray Thomas on Sunday say to Jamie, you know, would you consider an Everest slot? And he said, probably not because she's so she's going to be she's she's quite dominant against her own sex, and there's some lovely races coming up for her, and he doesn't want to mess with her pattern as far as her pattern with with the program in place, uh, which is just perfect for her. So. Yeah, I'd have no issues with her getting a slot if they wanted one, but um, I don't think it's going to be the case. Beautiful, Mark. Uh, Dino and Duff, uh, Dino and Munns, do you want to make a comment there on a trivia? Dino, I mean, obviously uh, we know how good these Tiago horses are when they come here, uh, and it shows that, uh, you know, that, that Kiwi form just stacking up. Yeah, she's very good, isn't she? And uh, it was a... It was a Pretty comprehensive win on Saturday, and uh, I would have, you know, I, I don't know if they, uh, yeah, need to go to the to the Everest with her, but she's a uh, whatever whatever path they take. And it was interesting, uh, Duff James McDonald's comments post race. He said he wouldn't want to see her on too firm a ground. He thought maybe cut out of the ground would be better for her as well. But uh, you know, figures wise, it was one of the runs of the day. Oh. Muns, well, you know, the Everest is going to throw up a left field horse every year. Dave, uh, the later we get towards uh, the Everest when all the horses are gone and uh, you know if, if you look at it, maybe just the fact that she had that setback which has put a may just possibly one run behind uh, where Jamie would want her to be, you know, she would have probably wanted to start in the toy show, um, you know if someone approached him and he, he could go a little bit easy on her uh, and you know, running the Everest which is basically another month away We've got another Mark on the line. Good morning, Mark. Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Dean Lester, uh, please. I got stuck into Mr Mozart on Saturday, Dean. And uh, the other one is uh, what happening now, what's happening now with uh, Anna Visto and Inspirational Girl. I wanted them on Saturday. Uh, well, well done with Mr Mozart. Uh, 1,400 suited him and, yeah, good positive ride. He won. Uh Anna Visto, I'm not sure what's happening there. An inspirational girl just, uh, I, I think, had a bit of a temperature and was quite right the morning of the race, so I don't know if they'll just wait now and and uh, run her in a race like the Turak or they'll uh, try and continue on the wait for age path, but uh, probably throws her preparation out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you feel about the Godolphin prospects coming up? In particular, because there's a lot of them. Yeah, I know. That's what they're yeah, just in general, there's a lot pre- of them. 
Yeah, I'd be pretty happy to have Animo. Uh, he'd do me. Uh, ingratiating, I still think the blinkers are there to come and he probably on Saturday rode to beat Finance, well, to stay in touch with Finance Tycoon and he pulled up with an issue which uh, left uh, him a bit vulnerable late and he got beaten by a very good horse too, I think. Mm. So, uh, no, I think, uh, yeah, there's plenty there and uh, and I've been saying for weeks I like Colette for the Caulfield Cup. So there's three that uh, I'm thinking are going to be very prominent in big group ones. All right. Well, I'm with you there, mate. My vote's on you too, so good on you. Fantastic, Mark. Thanks for that. Uh, we've got another caller on the line as well. Josh is joining us this morning. G'day, Josh. Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, thanks for taking me call. Just had a question for Duff and um, Dino just around Artorias now heading to the Golden Rose and whether they think, is it a desperation from the stable or um, do they? Is it was it always part of their plan, I guess, because he misbehaved for the first 800 metres of that race on Saturday. He had his mouth open. Granted, he did similar sort of stuff in the Blue Diamond and got away with it. Is that just something that he naturally does, or do you reckon they're taking him away to try and iron out a few kinks? Yeah, his issue is his Golden Slipper run, where he was just a completely mm. at sea um, at Rose Hill and the Golden Slipper. Um, he didn't know where he was that day. I thought it was, even though he was beaten five lengths in the Slipper, it was, it was the run close to the run of the race outside of Animo. Um, I, I'm a big fan of the horse. I'm was left a little flat with him on Saturday, but that can happen at the Flemington 1400, I say. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to give up on him. I think he's a very, very good colt. And I think the Golden Rose has always been on the agenda since his first up run. I read stories yeah. um, from Henry Field saying, no, he, he, he can do both. He, he can run the Golden Rose and the Guineas. So I don't think it's an afterthought. Yeah. Newgate, Newgate have lost a runner and stay inside because it's not going to go there now. So they're, no. they're looking to, you know, to, to have many troops as possible. They've still got, you know, horses like Cap Devant uh, in the Congo, Tiger of Malay, but you'd have to think Artorias would be their number one seed now. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I sort of, I don't know if it's the yeah, absolute right play, but. Uh, I, I'd be sort of more eyes on the prize. I, I want to see the blinkers come off him. I don't think the blinkers, they, they got some re- reaction out of him in the Blue Diamond. Uh, but I go back to Sandown when he won and he, he didn't, he, you know, he just chimed in that day at 1300 metres and, and won as he liked and, uh, just, you know, was get the further they went, the better he went. So I, I'd be pretty happy to see the blinkers come off him personally and, uh, you know, if he was mine, I'd be running him in the stut stakes and seeing if he can run a mile. And uh, then, you know, five weeks before perhaps the Coolmore. So uh, if he went won the stut, then you go on to the guineas. If if the stut was a stumbling block for him, uh, he'd freshen up and run in the Coolmore. All right, beautiful. Thanks for your call, Mark. Plenty of calls this morning and loving this punter. So give us a call, 13.53.53. Uh, we've got John on the line now. Morning, John. Uh, good morning, panel. Um I thought in the uh, Mackay v. on Saturday, it was hardly a bad run. You know, like the ones that interest me were Mount Popper. It was obviously unsuited at Wade Parade. And I noticed its runs in uh, in France. Um, I'm looking at the sportsman here. It was $3.40, $3.30, $3.80, $5.40. So it's always been well fancied overseas. And we know its form here um, is... Do we know if, if the Caulfield Cups hits aim? Yeah, he's in the field because he won the Mornington Cup, so he's exempt from the ballot. So, uh, and he'll have a very light weight. So, uh, yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be certainly heading that way. Yeah, because he was sort of up with them, wasn't he? Then he dropped out, as you'd expect, on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, the, the other one is, of course, that Japanese horse I rang about the other day. Uh, got, I finally got the sports, and gee whiz, it, it started at $157.70, 172 dollars over there. And yet it's run two reasonable races, but its form is, is in Japan was less than moderate. It was awful. So I don't uh, know uh, what that says about our horses, that it's run reasonably well against them. Any comments on that? It might go on the two rack, I suppose. I think that's probably right. I mean, he's run better than uh, adequate. He was terrific in Sydney, and he was great yet on Saturday. He just got... Too far back, too much to do, and uh, he ran the best last 400 of the meeting, second best last 200, so he really did hit the line 
well, that's going to be his style. He's going to get back and need luck. But, you know, whether it's the Turak or the Cantala on Derby Day, you know, one of those mile races, uh, you know, might suit him all back to Sydney for the Epsom Duff. Yeah, but he's um, got a few options being a miler and... Um He's obviously the, he's running all those big races in in mm. Japan, but um, he's, and they're super races, aren't they? Yeah. So. so look, he's put two together now, so I think we can trust him. Yeah, beautiful oh, for sure. Thanks for your call, John. Uh, Dean's on the line now. Morning, Dean. Ah, oh, morning, panel. How are you? Very good, mate. Uh, yeah, um, I'm just had a question for you. I just wanted to ask him regards of of paramutual regards to Dodds. Obviously, the paramutual. The money and the prices are determined by the punters and how much goes into the pool. Now, with the fixed odds betting, uh, where where does the tab get the money to pay out on those prices? Are they acting like a bookmaker in terms of whether they get the other money from the payouts that are above what the punters put into the fixed odds pool? Uh, fixed odds pool? Well, you answered your own question there. They're acting like a bookmaker. That's what they are. Yeah, and they're, they're taking a risk with the. They're taking a risk with depending on how much money they're holding, what their opinion is, whether they want to stand a horse, or whether they want to, yeah. you know, give it the so teddy bear it, so treatment. It so it is like a, a bookmaker for time. Well, it is. It, mate, I, I did yeah. an ad for them about twenty years ago now, and, it, uh, and the, the first line years, of the man. ad was, "We are now a bookmaker." That up, I just didn't know where the payouts were coming from above what the punters put in. But thanks for clearing that up for me. They can have their bad days and they can have their good days like mm. all of us where the paramutual, they, they just uh, rake in the percentage. Yeah. Mm. And, you know, look, you look at Saturday and the placings were terrible in Melbourne. No, oh, terrible, yeah. yeah. Let's go, to, let's yeah, go sure. to Pat now, boys. Pat's in the line. Morning, Pat. G'day, guys. How are we today? Yeah, good, mate. Uh, what's your question? Uh, yeah, just... Uh, just wondering how many more slots are available for the Everest? How many are, are still available? I think you'll find. Uh, yeah, five. I think so. Four there's or five. 14 runners. Four or five. Okay, well, there's six then. It's, well, there's, there's, six, there's five. Yeah. Is Eduardo went overnight. Yep. Yeah. Um, Classic legend hasn't been confirmed, but obviously he will be. That's a given, yep. yeah. yeah. But so. I was uh, very interested in the horse uh, chat that went on. On Saturday, like uh, this preparation, he, he could have easily had three uh, three victories, two two group twos, along with his first victory. Uh, it was just a, a peach of a Tommy Berry ride on Bobatour, which which won the Missile Stakes, and then the, the start after that on a very very firm track and ridden too close, uh, he, he couldn't show his best. But uh, I reckon he, he off a really hot speed with Nature Strip and all those fast horses going up the front. Off, off a hot speed, uh, John Thompson, the master trainer, I reckon, uh, I reckon he could get him spot on and be very competitive in the Everest. Okay. Well, there's actually, boys, there is actually six on the Everest website. They're already including um, Classic Legend. So, um, yeah, Aquas have got to pick their horse, James Harron. James Harron, yep. Godolphin, Coolmore and Yulong Investments. Hmm. And that's going off the Everest website, so... Gee, what would chat? What would it be? Five hundred one. In, in, I'm, in sure Glenn will, I'm sure Glenn would let him on if he, if he yeah, likes. What do you want? What do you want? Open the shoulders, is, Glenn. <laughs> if disappointing thing is, if it doesn't make the third, you've got to give the money back. But you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> there's enough zeros in the system to put it to right price. <laughs> uh, Andrew's on the line, but appreciate your call, uh, Pat. Appreciate it, mate. Anything's possible, uh, Andrew. You've got a something on? Is it uh, Raul? Yeah, mate. I'm just curious what you guys thought of him. He's an old coming horse. I I can chime in here, boys. Uh, he was meant to start yesterday at uh, Dubbo, but Cameron Crockett scratched the horse, Rayola, because I know Alicia Collett was making the trip out there and that was one ride she was on. And the trial was pretty good behind Tim Principles, a, uh, a Jeremy Gask runner. Um, uh, you know that, uh, especially Duff and Munns, you've been watching sort of these horses be selected for the Kosciuszko while you're obviously also doing your form for Saturday. And I tell you what, there's a few there that have been picked that we weren't even on the radar of the bookies. They weren't, uh, and that's the, I guess, the beauty of the race. If you have a connection with a stable or you've got a horse yourself, um, you're going to put it in naturally before other horses. 
Yeah, I think, you know, even Raul might be promising to go through his grades. Being still a maidener, it's hard to make a Kosciuszko case for him uh, at this stage. Like I say, he's got silly placings to his credit, but and um, he did trial at Scone the other day, and, and I'm sure... I'm just wondering whether it's a bit too soon for him. OK. All right, Raul. Uh, boys, uh, Munn's here. Any comment on who's been selected it, for sorry, the... Sorry, you're not going to believe this. In, <laughs> in terms of horses that have been back to win the Kosciuszko yeah. and how much money's been invested on them, I'm just having a look now because I'm sure someone rang last week to wrap Raul. Um, the, the, uh, there's 4,000 in the ownership of it. So um, no horse in the Kosciuszko has more money invested on it than Raul. Okay, and that's obviously a free hit because if it's not picked, that's a refunded, isn't it? Yes, that is. It is. Yeah. And just looking at what price has been averaged out at, it's been averaged out at probably $34. It's a $26 chance at the moment. Okay. Yeah, so there, there's plenty there that, are, that have got, um, and everyone knows there's no better interest than self-interest. And I'd say there's a few in the ownership group there are just putting as much mayonnaise on uh, Rayul as they possibly can <laughs> do to get it in because they're on it. Well, Cameron Crockett does listen to Sky Sports Radio now and then. Maybe if he is listening now, flick us a text, Cameron, uh, as to why you did scratch yesterday there when you had Alicia booked at uh, at Tamworth. Hopefully everything is all right with Raul. Uh, looking at the noms, uh, no current nominations at all for that horse either. So it's not like they're going somewhere else in the next couple of days. But uh, thanks for your call there, uh, Andrew. Albert's on the line, speaking at the Kosciuszko uh, on line four. Morning, Albert. How are you, boys? Uh, been a couple of years. Remember, I picked Handle the Truth two years ago uh, for the girls in the Punters Club at Shell Harbour Tab. But on the first day, I was playing golf at Kiama, and I got a call from Brenda, um, who works at the Shell Harbour Tab. Her and her family, she's got five kids, 16 grandkids. She rang me crying, said, Albert, I've got a ticket. I've, got, I've won a ticket. I've won a ticket. So she said, who can you recommend? Because... Tony Ward and myself, we picked Handle the Truth a couple of years ago, and it won. I said, Terry, Robbo's horse, Art Cadeau, it's owned by the boys who got Berry Bottle Shop. And anyway, I rang Terry, and Terry already had the guys from Will, William Farrow and that. And I said, Terry, she'll ring you, and guess what's happened? She's got Art Cadeau, and she's a real battler. She lost her husband last year. She's just come out three weeks ago of a major operation, and she works at the Shell Harbour Tab for Chris and book and it's just a wonderful story that the punters club there was 40 in the punters club when we got handled the truth but it's just brenda and her family who are real battlers and they've got one of the favorites art Cadeau. i rang terry because terry trained quite a few horses for me and that and he was over the moon because she's a warilla 20 minutes drive from Barry, it's just a wonderful story going into Kosciuszko, guys. That is a good Great story. story. That's the beauty of the race, uh, isn't it, gents, in relation to, you know, the, the fact that um, we're hearing about, you know, certain places, certain syndicates buying thousands of dollars. Uh, and then uh, when we had some interviews late last week, there was a gentleman who picked up Edit. Well, he only bought, I think, 150 or $200 worth of tickets. We've heard some other slot holders literally buying $10 worth, so two tickets. Uh, but I, I think that that geographical connection, Duff, especially, which we're going to hear a lot about when before the race gets here, you know, that these uh, everyday people selecting horses that have got that sort of, you know, already connection with the community and, and hopefully getting them a big quid. Yeah, look, it's, uh, I'm sure there's going to be some more great stories come out of it, and especially after the race is won with the winners and uh, who gets uh, the results, you know, and you hear some people, the whole hardheads going, oh, it's another race you know funded by punters but but it's not it's, it's funded by people um that are buying a ticket like a lottery ticket and trying to get a return and they, they will get a return there was a, someone blowing up the other day say oh someone offered the slot holder ten thousand cash to to pick their horse good luck to them and if they want to if they want a quick return without you know it, it, there's no rules you, you've got to accept a deal and um so i, I it's a you know, it's a bit like the Everest. There's no rules. You, you you got the slot. You sign on the dotted line. You make the money, and um, I, I I think it's uh, it adds to the theatre of it all. It certainly does. Uh, thanks for your call, Albert. We've got another caller on the line, boys. This is uh, in relation. I think there's a couple of horses on the weekend. Sean, good morning. Morning, guys. How are we today? Good, mate. Well, two questions. First, for you, Duff. Um, Captain, where did you go to now after Saturday? 
Well, he'll go to the Golden Rose, and uh, I'd suggest you know the, he won't come into his own probably till he gets to a mile, and he might go to the Champion Stakes. He might go to Melbourne for the Caulfield Guineas. Um, but he, I, I tell you something, he's going well. He's going well. He's in he's in really good order. That horse. He's matured as as well as any of them, uh, but he just hasn't hit his ultimate distance yet. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I think a mile might might be the way he'll probably head. Hopefully, so yeah. Hopefully, we can just keep backing him, and we'll be right, mate. Yep, I think so. Mate, and uh, Dino, I, I spoke to you recently about uh, floating artists. Do you think it's still a bit too soon for him to make maybe sort of a cup's perspective or maybe he might be going a bit better than he was before? I'm not too sure, mate. Yeah, I don't know how the time frame is that he'd get there, uh, but he, that was a good win on Saturday. And uh, he can certainly, you know, there's an 1,800-metre race in two weeks at uh, Sandown at the Underwood Stakes meeting, just a hand, handicap. He'd still be in the, uh, you know, just over the minimum. You'd think they'd go that way and, you know, maybe a race like the Coongee and, you know, I don't know what he'll build to, but uh, I think they're just putting the, you know, probably the stepping stones in place for next year. But, uh, yeah, he might just keep winning too. He's uh, got a great style up on the pace and, and getting stronger and he was getting stronger on Saturday. I think, I think with that style of races too, it'll, it'll suit most tracks, wouldn't it? Because no matter where he goes to, he's up in the top three or four or leading. It's pretty good, I reckon. Well, he's had three starts in Victoria. He ran well without luck at Caulfield. He's won at the Valley and he's won at Flemington. So he's got pretty much all bases covered uh, already. Yep, I'll stick with you, mate. All good. Thanks, yeah, Fantastic. Thanks for your call, Sean. Absolutely loving all these calls this morning. It's exactly what it's about. Uh, opportunity for you to ask questions to uh, three gents uh, who know what they're doing. Uh, Mark, uh, good morning to you. Hey, morning, boys. Uh, two questions. Mawunga, does he go to the Golden Eagles? He seems to have been cold on that now. I think that's the, that's the obvious race for him. Five million. Well, you're not that back. Think it be. Yeah, I, have, I haven't heard of any change of plans for him. No. I think that was always the the plan. He's, um, I think she Annabelle wanted her, her staff down there for Zaki, and which has happened. So he's staying in Melbourne, where I think Aegon went to Nick Ryan and he's come straight home. Uh, so I think that's the last I heard. Uh, I'm sorry, but Moanga went to to, to Nick yep. Ryan to look after him yep. for the 48 hours and then come home to Sydney to, to Annabelle. So I haven't heard any different of him not being aimed at the um, at the Golden Eagle. So you think what you're saying he's going there or he's not? I, I'm yeah. saying he, he's, he's going there. Oh, OK. Yeah, because that looks his race, doesn't it? There would be a four-year-old in the country that could beat that fella. Yeah, look, he, if he stays fresh enough for the distance, yeah. yeah That's the key, sure. isn't it? He was yeah. a bit flat-footed Saturday. Yes. Yeah, five looks away, but fresh enough. Yeah. And yeah. Dino, so, uh, did, did, sorry, go on. Yeah, go, yeah, go, mate. One for Dino. Did you spot that horse win at uh, the first in Bendigo yesterday? He looks nice. Uh, at Donald? Sorry? Which one? At Donald yesterday? Yeah, Donald, yeah, sorry. First round. Uh, yeah, Boss Queen, no. was it? No, 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 it was the other Moody, not Donald. Cranbourne. Cranbourne, yeah. First winner. Well, back. Uh, yes, you know, I did. Um, it won uh, Gunstock. Yeah, he looks like a derby horse. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Right. Yeah, nice Tavistock. Yeah. yeah, should have won on Debut. Had a break. Yeah. Um, Mick Price has been pretty open yeah. that he's uh, the that derby boy. horse for him. Yeah, no, he's a nice horse. Uh, sat three wide, worked into the breeze. Too good. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah he, he produced two horses there. Yesterday that uh, will be on that path. The horse that got beaten in the second probably was in a better race. Bedford Estate, uh, he went probably just as well, but he was in a better race. So um, no, I think both of those are probably Derby bound. And the filly that ran third there by Deep Impact uh, called Glint of Hope in the second race. Uh, gee, she might be an Oaks filly. Uh, her run was enormous there yesterday. Beautiful. Thanks for your call there, um, uh, Mark. Now let's get to Graham. Morning, Graham. Yeah, good day, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Um, two quick questions for Duff and uh, Glenn, if I could, Dave. Yep, where you going? Uh, one for Duff. Um, Jamea, um, Ronnie, uh, do you think it'll go to the T-Rose and then the um, flight stakes, or um, what do you think its chances are in either? Um, she's a terrific chance in both. Um, I, to my eye, they're... Um, they're yeah, going. Luke, uh, sorry, Luke Dr. Tom. They're going yeah. uh, from chatting to Luke on Friday. They want the Golden Rose. That's yeah. where they want to go. Yeah, the Golden Rose. 
Yeah, I, I don't know whether that's the right decision. Um, personally, um, I think she's she's she was dominant against the Phillies the other day, and she's got to match it with um, you know some pretty good Colts. So that's Colts have been decision. better than the Phillies too, haven't they? Like yeah, all, yeah. all in this in this age group. Yeah. So yeah. I, um, because it's ended for the, oh, it's been nominated or talked about for the T Rose this weekend, and I thought maybe a fortnight later into the flight stakes. But well, that's the traditional, isn't it? That's what you do with the good mm. fillies. You, mm. you yeah. aim them at that triple. Is she crown the best filly? Is she the best filly at the moment in Sydney? Well, no, she's the unlucky in the first one, won the second one with mm. a big performance. So she holds the mantle at the moment, but they're an even bunch. Yeah, and the other quick question for Glenn, thanks, Ron. Uh, the other quick question for Glenn is, um, in regards to the Everest handicap, I live in the ACT, and uh, we can't buy uh, buy tickets. Sorry, in the Kosciuszko, um, Glenn, um, and yet um, people that win a ticket, if you're in New South Wales, you can select a, an ACT horse. Um, do you think there'll any stage down the track? Like next year, we could get tickets being on sale if you're an ACT resident. Well, mate, since the get-go of the Kosciuszko, this has been the, the system. I uh, I don't know 100%, but I'm pretty sure that it has to do with the lottery permit oh, that they okay. gain to run the sweepstakes. It, it is run as a New South Wales promotion, and right. I don't think they can run it as a New yeah. South Wales and ACT promotion. Because it, it, that is the that is basically what it is. It's a sweepstakes uh, run to get the horses um, in the slot holders and whatever. And two ACT trained horses are allowed to run in the Kosciuszko. And yeah. but the tickets are available to New South Wales residents only. Uh, there's yeah, a situation there that people may have a New South Wales account and live in different states of Australia and they are actually ineligible. That is a glitch in the system because I know people from interstate actually bought tickets. So that will be yeah. something in the in the review of this year that something has to be brought in. And I, I'm astounded that it hasn't been brought in since day one. Uh, that yeah, those it's very are... frustrating. That's all. Uh, you know, living in the ACT, where you know, got Queensland over the border, and we can't go to the tab and buy one because you're an ACT resident. And, well, mate, uh, surely, surely you know someone that lives in New South Wales. Uh, Get them to buy the tickets. Ronnie, can I use your address? <laughs> no, no, you use their address. It's like, mate, go go into a syndicate. Go into a syndicate, and your syndicate manager. Lives in yeah. New South Wales. Well, that, that's what's happened with the Handle the Truth boys. They're no, a punters you know club, yeah. and half of them live, I think, in the ACT, and the other half live in, you know, that southern country part of New South southern Wales. Part, yeah. And um, well. and that's obviously how they've selected Handle the Truth, and that is well within the uh, in the rules. I think that's a good point to clear up, Muns, too, with the lottery. A lot of people think that um, in regards to the cosy, oh, it's just, you know, a rule and it's only New South Wales and that's just sort of stick it up the other states. It isn't actually because of that. It, it is because of the lottery legislation um, yeah, and, and, and that's why they couldn't I, be included. I don't think people realise, Dave, that it, the, the, the institution that the tab is, how many rules, regulations and the like you have to jump, hoops you have to jump through to do anything and... What you also have to do now that the the tab controls, you know, betting in the Northern Territory, Queensland, New South Wales, the ACT, Victoria, South Australia, and Tasmania, you're dealing with all these different state governments that all have different rules and regulations and whatnot. And it's all got to do the, the products you can offer in different states are more often than not never ever the same. There's a situation there we sponsored the. Uh, uh, what do you call it, the UFC, when it came to Australia. The fights were in Victoria. In Victoria, you are not. we are not allowed to offer betting on the UFC. Mm. So they had it at um, Colonial or Docklands or whatever it's called now, Marvel, Marvel. Colonial or whatever, and yep. the, all the tab agencies were closed inside the venue with all the mm. people turning up to watch the fights. Mm. Just clearing up... Um that caller with uh, inspirational girl. There was a story in the West Australian, Jay Rooney, saying mm -hmm. that uh, she's going to the paddock after that uh, Virus, uh, high yeah. temperature. So yep. she's going to the paddock. Okay, okay. She's yeah, in the paddock. Bob does it. Yeah, they, they don't take many risks.
Mm. And, uh, you know, our listeners are our best researchers, and Chris from Oatley has just sent me a text message Chris there. Good morning to him. He's probably out walking the dog. Mm. Um, he's saying Annabelle's, Annabelle's staff are allowed into Victoria on horse welfare grounds, Annabelle Neesham, and they're currently doing two weeks quarantine. Yeah. So she may be now uh, Zaki there at the moment, so that could influence her to send more horses to Melbourne. Okay. Boys, we're going to take a break. That's been an outstanding first 45 minutes. We've had plenty of calls, and I'd love the calls to continue. So if you've got a question for our panel this morning, 13-53-53 is that open line number. We'll be back after this break. Tune in this Friday for feature spring racing from Newcastle on Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup Day. Featuring three Group 3s, the Sharp Office Newcastle Gold Cup, the Australian Bloodstock Cameron Handicap and the Yarraman Park Tibby Stakes. Plus the OAS Hurricane Handicap for the Speedsters. With the first of eight races to jump at 1pm and no public access, sit back on the lounge, stack the fridge and enjoy outstanding provincial showcase racing from one of the best tracks in Australia. Don't miss Newcastle Gold Cup Day this Friday. The new hashtag Volkswagen Caddy Cargo is the same hashtag reliable caddy van now with a hashtag all new design and hashtag more technology and comfort. So when that influencer comes to your hashtag pet shop for the hashtag softest doggy day bed in the world, you'll have the right van to fulfill all those hashtag new orders. The new Volkswagen Caddy Cargo for hashtag whatever comes next. Pirata, Group 1 winner and conqueror of the world's best sprinters. Pirata, Redzel, Classic Legend, Pirata with his head in front and Pirata too strong there in the short. Pirata covered 168 mares in 2020, of which 65 were stakes performers and 30 were dams of stakes performers. Now standing in Aquas, Queensland for 40,000 plus GST. For more information on Pirata, contact JD or PK from the Aquas sales team or visit aquasfarm.com. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Yes, uh, great morning this morning as we get to discuss these really good horses. Of course, Group 1 racing there down south, and we saw that to run to the rose and the dominant performance uh, from Animo. And plenty of calls this morning on 13.53.53. Keep them rolling in. Duff, let's talk about Animo, and I'll get a comment from Dino and, and also uh, Munns here in relation to what's happened with his price in these futures markets. But can we safely say, or can we confidently say, that he is the best cult in the country for his age. Oh, we got you, Duff. Yes, got you. Sorry, I had the microphone off there. I think we can at this stage. Um, yep. He's but he was all. It was just superb. All last preparation. There's no doubt about it. And and he he he, he proved that he can hold a position if he draws a barrier. And uh, he's got those two. Um, problems where he drew the wide barriers in the Blue Diamond and the Golden Slipper and they overdid it. Simple as that. Um, he had too much to do and he, he went enormous in both races and he's returned with a bang off a setback with improvement to come. Uh, yeah, he's he's a star. I think he is. He, 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 he's always looked it and and he'll be placed accordingly and he's, he's the stepping stone. Dino, um, Vin Cox has been on Melbourne Radio this morning and I see on the socials the quote is that uh, if he ticks all the boxes then the Cox plate is something to consider. They're looking at, uh, you know, performs well on the Golden Rose, then the, a Caulfield Guineas and then a, a Cox plate. When you look at that sort of Cox plate market or when you look at these uh, Melbourne Spring Futures, is he your, your number one C to, to, for the three-year-olds? Oh, I've, yeah, well and truly, Dave. Uh I thought we watched virtually second trial on Saturday. Uh, I don't think I've seen McDonald uh, softer on a horse. Yeah, just 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 got him over the line, but still had plenty in the tank. Uh, that was a beautiful return. Uh, he should be able to win the Golden Rose. Build from that, get through the Guineas. Uh, he's got around Caulfield fine in the past, so there's no problems there. Uh, and then you know whether he takes on the Cox Plate, uh, time will tell. But uh, I, now he's now he's clearly the the top seed. I still think. Uh, for the Coolmore, they've got the you know, you know Ranch Hand certainly made a statement on Saturday, but I think uh, ingratiating with the blinkers back on would be uh, a big chance of winning the Coolmore as well. So uh, yeah, they're the, the good often stocks as we spoke about earlier. And Munns, Golden Rose, he's obviously firmed. He's firmed in the Guineas, and he's also firmed in that Cox Plate that Vin alluded to this morning on radio. 
Yeah, well, in, in the Golden Rose, Dave, of course, um, you know, the, the major investment on him came after the San Domenico when Polili and Stay Inside were beaten and that customer had 14000 on him at $4.50. He was into $3.50 after that day and, you know, we, we were waiting for him to resume on Saturday. Well, he, he won on Saturday. I think it was three fifty into two eighty. their first price change. Uh, I don't think they opened at three eighty because the first bet I saw was at three fifty. There was 3750 on it, sorry, 250 3750 and then another 2000 And next minute, it was an evens chance with more money invested on him. But once again, it's due to the fact that... Um, a, you know that he's got to have uh, improvement in him uh, from his first up run the other day, and basically his opposition is starting to drop away. Let's get to um, a, our next caller, and then we'll come back and chat with Dino about uh, incentivise. I think we've got another caller on their line there, Boydo, and it is Tim. Good morning, Tim. Dave, how you going? I'm very well. That's good. How you going, fellas? Look, this is probably more a question for Munns. Um, the caller just uh, from Canberra who called regarding the Kosciuszko um, purchase of the tickets. Um, now, I've got an app, and I actually reside in Canberra, and I pers- obviously go through New South Wales tab, um, not not super tab, but I purchased tickets and it went through. Now, would, seeing as I'm ineligible, would I be refunded those that money? Sorry, just 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 uh, back to the start. You you live where? Sorry. I reside in Canberra. Yeah, well, mate, that's... that's that, Okay, well, straight away. That's what I said. There's evidently a glitch in the system yeah. that they haven't blocked people that are non-New South Wales residents that yep. have New South Wales tab accounts. Mm. Because, as I said, a mate of mine lives in Victoria and he was able to purchase a ticket. So, you so know, I, I, just, I, just, I just can't fathom why that is not in the system to not allow people to do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe it's one to call the tab about. Just, yes, yeah, I would. You, yeah. If you if pay your money. A few hours, away you go. In the thing, yeah. <laughs> all right, just some other people might be in the same boat, that's all. Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, interesting. I'm glad I listened because I, I was unaware of that. <laughs> it is in the terms and conditions. It, 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 you know, it, it says, I think, the first line in the bottom of the ad is New South Wales residents only. Mm. No, not many people read terms and conditions these days, but anyway. But look, thanks there anyway for your help. Much appreciated. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks, Tim. All right, let's get to Robert on the line. Morning, Robert. Yeah, good morning, boys. Uh, I've just got a question for Dean. Yes, Robert. What the, uh, what the program is for incentivised when the lead up to the cup? Yeah, he's only having one more run, the Turnbull Stakes, uh, in three weeks. 2000 at Flemington. What about the Caulfield Cup? Yeah, and then the Caulfield Cup, and then the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, well, and maybe the Cox Plate, who knows? I think they're taking him in very light to the Caulfield Cup so that they might back up in the Cox Plate a week later. Wow. Um, um, he, he definitely had two or three starts Well, he's had one. He's already had one. He's having one more before the Caulfield Cup. And then... Right. Then, yeah, but uh, Wade's come out tomorrow, and that will be very interesting to see what weight he gets. I think... Uh, the connections will be jumping up and down come tomorrow afternoon. I think they cost themselves two or three kilos on Saturday. Mm. So do you think he'd be a definite starter in the Caulfield Cup? Oh, I think, that's, I think that's the one he's most definite to start in, and unless uh, unless he does get a lot of weight come tomorrow. But uh, I think the Caulfield Cup's probably the one. He's, the, the little box he's got to tick there is getting around Caulfield. He still looked a bit awkward Saturday around Flemington, but uh, anyway, yeah. he's, uh, he's pretty good. Before we get to our next caller, and which will be Wayne, Dino, just on incentivise, uh, first off, uh, the move for him, Friday night, uh, leading into Saturday morning, did that surprise you, his SP price, considering where the horse had come from only a couple of months before and, and who he was up against? Um, so that's the first thing. When he jumped, did you think that he was unders? Secondly, did his performance surprise you, uh, how he just found that kick and... Uh, and thirdly, what weight do you think he will get if you were to have a bet? Uh, so I was—I didn't know how to price him because how do you equate a horse that's been winning handicaps basically on the limit when he won the Tats Cup, uh, going to wait for age, going left-handed, new trainer, new jockey, sixteen hundred mm. metres. I had no idea how to price him, so I just let the market—the uh, market sort of sorted it out—and and he was, you know, well found. The one thing I. I thought that Preble would uh, put him forward and and ride him a bit like a stayer because 
he didn't want to be in a sit and sprint scenario because we've seen the, the deeper he gets in the race, the better he gets. So it actually set up well for him to do that, and he did that very well. Uh, so tactically, he was going to get that right uh, on Saturday. So uh, it was oh, there's no shock that he won because I didn't know where to put the ceiling on him. But uh, yeah, he he did a great job. What was the next question, Dave? The, what the weight. Get? Yeah. What What do you reckon, Greg? will hit him with? Well, it's a very interesting. Uh, you look at say a horse last year like um, Russian Camelot, uh, who was uh, a late season European three year old, and he gave him three kilos underweight for age uh, for that type of horse, which is fifty three and a half, which which was fifty three and a half, and he hadn't won a Group One weight for uh, he won the uh, he'd run second in the Maccabi Diva leading in. Uh, this horse has won a Maccabi Diva. He's five-year-old. So wait for age for a five-year-old. is 59 and a half. Um, gee, it'll be interesting to see. I, I think if he gets under 55 and a half uh, from what he did Saturday, I think they put a lot of weight on his back Saturday. If he gets under 55 and a half, he's being invited to run. Ooh, okay. Do you st- are, are you chiming in? If people out there are taking their futures, are you chiming in at that... What, 450 in a Caulfield Cup? Um, I mean, what price is he in the Melbourne Cup months? Um, Incentivise is he's your $8 favourite. Um, we have, and we saw Sonny Boy uh, Liston win overnight there in Ireland. It's your second favourite, $11 in front of Sir Lucan. I mean, is he our best Aussie hope in a long, long, long time? Oh, he, he could well be. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's going to be... A freakish spring, it's going to be like what we read about with Rising Fast or, or something like that, the way the spring they've got planned out for him, uh, if he, you know, if he's to do what they, they want him to do because uh, he's basically going to keep winning. Um, I, I, I hope he can. I hope he can. Uh, I think you know, it would be exciting to see. But, uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting challenge. Uh, it, was, it was a good starting point and he's such a good athlete. Uh, yeah, just whether he needed that win on Saturday. Okay. What did you make of it, Duff, before we get to Wayne? Just watching there at Kimberley, you would have no doubt seen on the screens. I mean, did, did he surprise you um, in, in what he did? Uh, he didn't surprise me because I saw his rise in Queensland. And it was a, a, a big rise and and he's just... Uh, things that he did, you know, sustaining pressure. He's got a big set of lungs on him. He loves to run him into the ground. He's an old-fashioned type of uh, tough horse, so... And then you look at him, he's, you know, it's only his 10th start. So, um, yeah, he's he's an exciting prospect, there's no doubt about it, and great to see him get to Melbourne and, and win first up. So he's, 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 got X, he's got plenty of X factor about him. And, and just a text here on the text line, maybe back to you, Dino, and apologies, Wayne, I know you're holding on the line, but a lot of punters here saying that uh, Preble is is going to go with him very, very well. He needs to be ridden aggressively. Yep. Um, and do you agree with that, Dino? And is, is Preble's going to stick with him the whole way through if he can? Yeah, oh, he's locked on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I heard on Melbourne Radio this morning, they asked what weight uh, can he ride, and he said any weight the horse has got. So, uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he'll be, he'll be riding him. And he, he is the right... He's the right uh, man for the job because he can. He got him out of the barriers pretty well Saturday. He got him engaged early, and uh, I think he he gets the horse. He understands the horse's strengths and weaknesses. Can't go too slow, and you've got to ride them in, you know, run them into the ground. And uh, I think you know that you know Preble's the right man for the job. And geez, it gives Peter Moody a chance. I mean, Peter Moody's had the unbeaten one in Black Caviar, but uh, you know, around the Caulfield Melbourne Cups, he hasn't had that uh, you know real chance. I think he's had a couple of Caulfield Cup placings, but uh, this is a real opportunity for him to, to get one of those majors on the board. Let's Down get the track, Dino. Would, oh, that sorry, be ad- would that be an advantage for him by the fact he is a natural free runner, a.k.a. a la Might and Power, those horses oh, that can break their hearts? You'd have to think so. Yeah, you'd have to think so. You can get down the side there at Caulfield, six 700 from home and get them all off the bit and chasing. Uh, I just, you know, I'd like to have seen him doing it with probably... 52 and a half or 53, whether he's doing it with a, how much more, we'll find out tomorrow. Thanks for holding on the line, Wayne. Uh, welcome to Punters Postmortem. What's your question? Oh, is Ronnie there? Yes, Wayne. Hey, Ronnie, wasn't that nice? That's under the ring up earlier on. What's that, Wayne? 
It was nice to chat, saying to the ring up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very nice of him. It was nice to hear from everyone this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thing, Ronnie, stay inside. You reckon they'll come up with a mystery illness or they'll get <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Stay tuned. Uh, stay yeah. tuned. You know, like he... I think he, he's dropped about 20 million, don't you? <laughs> well, we'll oh, see. He's still won the slipper. He's won the slipper. He's secure. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for your call. Word. Thanks for your call, Wayne. You know, I spoke with Michael Freeman this morning, boys, and it's uh, it's out in the press. So uh, they're uh, very, very unlikely that Stay Inside will go to a Golden Rose. He'll be freshened up and uh, sent to Melbourne uh, with the Coolmore in mind. So uh, Stay Inside, if you're taking a bet, I think they've drifted him too, Tab uh, Munns. I think he went from 15 to 26 this morning on the back of that tweet uh, in the Golden Rose. But, yeah, Michael's saying very, very, very unlikely. Um it's probably a question you probably can't ask at 10 o'clock, boys, but there are a couple of texts here about it. Why don't these slipper horses seem to to kick on? Uh, or very, very few seem to kick on as three-year-olds. Is it is it just because of the, the way in which that two-year-old season's designed? It's just, um, the, or is it just genetics? Or what do you think? Yeah, look, it's, 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 a, it's a bit of everything, really. You know, we can, we can talk about the ones that have trained on, if you want, and there'd be just as many as that, that hasn't come on. Some, like I say, some of these early two-year-olds around slipper time, they're, they're mature running two-year-olds where these other ones have got a bit of catching up to do. And, and once they, you know, come back in the spring, it's as three, and these other horses catch up to them. It's as simple as that. Um, so, yeah. He, it's worth freshening him up and doing that as far as the Coolmore situation is concerned because he's, he's better than what we've seen in two runs back, ridden quietly there first up and, and um, didn't quite run through the line, ridden closer there on Saturday and in the Congo put paid to him pretty quickly after he looked to be travelling. So they are chasing their tail, but I, I, I don't think it's the right time to just pull up stumps and say, you know, let's go to start. It's a bit, yeah. you know, it's a bit in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? You've got, to, you've got to press on, try and work him out, try and get him back to form, and, and that Coolmore angle is, is, is ideal. Okay. Uh, we've got another a caller on the line. We'll go a little bit over 10 o'clock here, boys. Hope that's all right. Uh, I've got uh, Steve on the line. Morning, Steve. Morning, mate. How are you? What's uh, happening, mate? Uh, my question's for Glenn Munsey, mate. Okay. Um, I'm a bit of a tragic punter. I punt every day. On on Friday, I took a treble at uh, Tun Curry. And uh, after five races, the races were called off. And I used the multiplier. So when the races were called off, I thought, well, I'll swing to Maria and have a treble there. So I put the treble on and the multiplier was gone. I never got it back. So I thought that was a bit strange. You should you just lose your multiplier because the races have been called off? It's been a question raised before, Glenn, because yeah, if you do back a horse, yeah, things, yeah, you yeah. do lose it. Um, maybe at the next meeting, the next Zoom meeting, you can bring this up, Glenn. He's gone. Actually, He's see, gone. I'm not allowed to go to Bunnings, Dave, because of where I live. So I've got no crayons left. I've got no butcher's paper, and I know Ronnie's sort of, he's short How's the hydroponic lettuce going? (laughs) It's going good, though. I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to this rain in the next couple of days, Dave. I've just got my little bit of a charge up over the weekend with that 30-degree heat, and they they are ready. They'll be the pick of the yard here on Wednesday, I can tell you that now. That is something, though, we can raise, uh, because I do know, as as Dean just alluded to, you do lose it. If you have back a horse, it's a late scratching, you don't get your multiplier back. It's obviously Um, the way the system's set up. Everyone everyone remember, you're dealing with your system, not a person. So I don't, you know, I'm not one of the propeller heads that works for us. That you know, I don't know what you write into a program or whatever it is or anything. Well, come on, like Munz, that. you should. You should know. I, I should, mate. of course, Dave. You know, I've been here since the get go, and you know, most of the others haven't. Um, although you know, they're terrorising some other company. But I don't know why there are a number of things that happen. You know, I'm looking at the Kosciuszko situation where we've had you know three or four Kosciuszkos now, and we're still dealing with people that are ineligible from buying a ticket are still able to buy a ticket. Here's a, a here's a promotion that we're using, but because your back is scratching or the meeting's called off, the system doesn't recognise that that's no bet, and you should go back to having your one go at a multiplier per day. Um, 
Can well, you just so sort we, out that? Um, yeah. You know, what what price incentivises for that double for the Caulfield Mill? Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> Can we get? Well, I didn't actually that? hear that. Hear that one because um, I actually saw it. There's a couple of Corellas in the uh, not, not Corella Rosellas in the backyard here, and they're right. rapidly approaching the the hothouse where the uh, the lettuce is. <laughs> and I'm very very concerned. Hey, because we because we had so many calls, which have been outstanding. One of the callers, though, one of the texts here on the text line. I really appreciate everyone getting the texts. Um, Dino, just on Ayrton. Um, were you a bit flat after after watching him? I mean, is there any excuse we can come up with because he was wide? I mean, he looked like he was going to be there at the top of the straight to explode and, and then obviously was beaten late. Um, have we put too much hype on the horse? Nope. Uh, I'm not flat on him at all. He's a... Okay. What we're talking about with incentivise, he likes high speed, he likes to roll into a race, and he likes to maintain a long gallop. On Saturday, yes, he was three wide. They went slow. He'd have been better at three wide outside the lead. They, mm. you know, there, there was reports that they went a good gallop. They didn't really. They just went even, and, and he had to sprint off the mark, and that's not his go. The winner, Harbour View, has got a great turn of foot, and he used it. Uh, Ayrton ran home like he does, but uh, he needs a different race structure. better the race, the better he'll go. Did did Mick say uh, Mick Price? Uh, did he say mm. maybe he's he's now he, he may be a two thousand meter horse? Is that right? Uh, he's always thought that, uh, but yeah, you know, the uh, uh, with the uh, the lure of the uh, Epsom into the Golden Rose, uh, Golden Eagle, uh, that's where they're going. But uh, he's always thought that you know probably a Cox Plate next year would be uh, where he'd be going. Beautiful. And then just another question here, Dan. Have you heard along the grapevine? Obviously, it's been overnight. We saw Sunny Boy uh, Liston win there in Ireland. And just a few punters wanted to know, would the Caulfield Cup be on his agenda? I must admit, I've jumped into the news articles of Johnny speaking last night, and I can only find quotes about the Melbourne Cup. Um, have yeah, you heard he won't, anything different? Be, because if he comes out for the Caulfield Cup, he'd have to have two lots of scans and different things, and uh, it, it'll be very tough for them to have, do all that with this new protocol. Uh, he'll still have to anyway. Uh, he's an interesting one, Sonny Boy. Listen, as soon as he won the e ball, he was on. He, half of him was on the market. They were hawking it around, trying to trying to uh, get it, virtually get a sponsor to, to bring him out here. But uh, yeah. he's probably proved with that run last night that uh, you know, he's he's well up to the the grade, uh, and he's you know the e ball form might stack up this year. But uh, yeah, I, I was surprised uh, that he won last night, and he won well. And last but not least, Duff, uh, before we get your horse to follow and wrap it up, and I appreciate uh, you guys going over here, uh, Private Eye, uh, he looked very nice there late on the weekend. He's $11 for a tab, Epson. Ayrton, who we just spoke about, um, possibly going to be here in Sydney for that t- tab, Epson as well. And Moanga's your favourite, but he lost, no, uh, he lost no admirer as Private Eye, did he? No, no, no. Just that sprinting edge was off him on Saturday, so... He's, he's still ticking along well, and uh, those other mares in that race are flying for something a bit further as well. Ice Bath, yeah. Nimmer Lee, they just found that twelve, that 1,300 a little bit short, um, mainly with Ice Bath being second up and Private Eye being second up, and, well, Nimmer Lee's never run it, um, you know, 1,300 metres. So um, I think they all got more than a pass mark in that race. Let's get horses to follow, Duff. What are we backing out of the Kembler or other meetings? A couple to follow out of Kembler, Arna Quir. Um, I think he might be Going a champion, well. yeah, champion stakes type of horse. Yep. He, uh, he lost me last start because he was, he was behaving badly as a colt, mm. uh, but he was mm. much better on Saturday, so Good. he could well be back on track. Zushak, first run for Joe Pride. Um, he's a 72 Raider. He was in an 88. We know Joe's the master of the tried horse, and he'll win a few races. And one out of the trials uh, called Blesk. Um, John O'Shea, he's a, he's a benchmark horse, but I loved his two trials back. He's going well. Dino? Uh, I'm going to stay the path with Colette. I think she's ticking over beautifully. Uh, Might and Beetle Caulfield Cup day, but I think she's going very well. And uh, I'd love to see a mare called Too Good Too Hard actually run in a mare's race. She ran in the Bobby Lewis and before that, she'd ran in the Ori Star. She's going so well. She drops packs to Mayor's grade. Uh, she'll win uh, very soon. Too good, too hard. And uh, just when you're talking about the two-year-olds before, Dave, uh, I always re- revert back to Peter Moody when he won the Blue Diamond with reward for effort. And we asked him, uh, is it the best two-year-old uh, in Australia? He said, I don't think it's the best two-year-old in my stable. And that was the year he had black caviar. So they just come <laughs> along at different times. <laughs> Muns, what's your horses to follow? 
I'm going wide, Dave. I thought a couple of David Payne's gallopers, Glen Eagles, I thought was very, very good on Saturday and interesting to see, like David threw it against the older horses first up and then um, another very good run back to its own age on Saturday, Glen Eagles. This is a horse wheel spruiking up, you know, had won a couple of races at yeah. Hawkesbury and then went to Brisbane. Uh, one of those horses that have gone to Brisbane and evidently just did, I don't know whether it didn't cope with going to Brisbane or it had enough there, but it's two runs back here have been very, very good. The same race as Arnaker Stray, a horse of Anthony Cummings, had no luck in the in the race at Kembla be, uh, at uh, the Kenzo behind Profondo, and second up, just a, a little bit flat, but I think it's just looking for a touch of ground. And the same horse, same race from that Kenzo track, French Emperor went to a. Ma- I know it was only a maiden at Goulburn on Saturday. But I'm, I'm looking back at that Kenzo race because uh, Profondo, um, you know, was very good winning there its first start in the race. But French Ever went to an easy maiden at Goulburn. It hung from the 800 uh, in a 1,600-metre race and still uh, put a bit of a, a distance on them. And I think it's just he, he can find a, a horse that with staying ability, David Payne. Outstanding show this morning. Really big thanks to everyone that uh, called on 1350-353. That's what it's about. It's an opportunity for you to, as I said, ask our panel of Duff, Dino and Munns. We'll see you next Monday. In fact, pardon me, we won't see you, uh, Duff, next Monday. I think you're doing the uh, two-year-old trials uh, next Monday morning. Is that correct? Have I got my... Uh, yeah, right thanks. There. Yeah, thanks for reminding me, Dave. I forgot about that. <laughs> That's all right. So you'll be on Sky Thoroughbred Central, I think, with Greg Radley, and also, well, it might not be Lizzie at the moment. Um, I hope Lizzie is going to be okay there and her uh, her quarantine. Um, but that will be uh, those first two old trials next Monday morning. Uh, so we'll definitely have uh, Dino, and we'll have Munns, and we'll have a replacement for Duff, and we'll be talking about hopefully some more fantastic races uh, next Saturday. Have a good week, boys. See you guys, thanks, Dave.